0: Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and thank you so much for tuning in. With any episode that we have, whether it's a solo cast or a guest expert interview, my intention is for you to be able to anchor into yourself, to ground into yourself, and to explore, whether that's a new concept, an idea, whether something's intuitive in you going off, or there's just something that you hadn't thought of in a different way before. I hope you get to explore curiously, to sense make, and to activate something in yourself that you hadn't had activated. Enjoy today's show. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do the thing, and we hope to help support you consciously, up-leveling in your life in business, the Lila way. Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews. And today I'm here bringing you another episode of the podcast. Thanks for being with me today, sending you many blessings and lots of love on your journey. Uh, So today I want to talk about the frequency of truth and If you've been following me for a long time, you know, I'm super curious. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I had to track back where the curiosity came from. My best sense of the curiosity is that I had several near-death experiences through my childhood, including when I was 10 days old, being diagnosed with bacterial meningitis, And then at four years old with severe head trauma, where they said I would be brain dead, die, brain dead, blind or die. And I think on like a subconscious level, when you're faced with death that closely, then you may feel like life is a gift because you're alive and not dead. And so I would imagine that most people that have had a near-death experience feel that on some level. And the more that my life unfolds, the more I feel that to be as true as like the, the deepest truth. Like, wow, I'm so blessed to be alive. Uh, there were many times in my life that I could have not been here and I'm here. Every second is a miracle. That is a truth for me. That is something I don't necessarily remember every single second. Not every single second is sunshine and roses. I'm a human, uh, just like all of us here. But I will say that that has really shifted my perspective to be able to feel so blessed to be here and then be extremely curious about everything. And when I say everything, I feel comfortable saying everything. Uh, There's things that I haven't been curious about that I would probably be curious about in a future date. And there is things that I've been curious about in the past that I maybe don't feel so curious about anymore. And it's been a really beautiful journey being curious. As a undergrad, I studied psychology and journalism and both of those things underneath feel very curious to me. Psychology, how the mind works, how thinking works. To me, that is at the heart of curiosity. And then the art of journalism, that is a a curious act, right? The thirst for more, the thirst for knowledge, the thirst for truth. And there's something that I feel is happening in the world today where you see the truth frequency and you can just feel that. Now, if you're disconnected from these topics to begin with, it may not be as easy. I do believe this is available to all of us, and I feel like it's a muscle. And so the more connected you can be, just even the word truth holds a vibration that if you can start to meditate or to tune into that word truth, you may notice yourself orienting to more truth. If you've ever looked back in challenging experiences of yours in the past, having maybe a frustrated experience, maybe you got scammed on something, uh, maybe you thought someone was one way and they were another, very human things that can happen. I'm curious for you if you reflect and feel, oh man, I had a gut feeling about that. Or, yeah, I kind of could see that coming. I didn't listen to that part of me. The reason you don't listen to that part of me, I believe, is part of that muscle. Like, the more you practice tuning into the truth frequency and being curious, the more that it grows. I get very strong signals. And I, again, I don't think this is like special to me. I think we all have it, it can express in different ways. And those signals, those confirmations, for me, I get the chills. Like when something is going on that uh, feels extremely powerful, feels like something I need to be paying attention to, I get the chills. That's, to me, something that's happening within my nervous system and maybe from some of these past traumas throughout my lifetime, that this is even a bit keener because of some of the things that I've gone through. And again, I believe that we all have it. So could it be because of the trauma? Could it be for because of me just practicing it? Uh, I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that. I just know that it is. And no one can tell me that, oh, that's not happening because it is happening. And that's an experience that no one can have, but I can have because it's me. And then you have your own relationship with that. And so I just feel like this idea of the vibration of truth is a really important concept today. There's a lot of fear in the world. And there will always be a lot of fear in the world. And there has always been a lot of fear in the world. There's, we live in a polarity where there's love, there's truth, there's fear, there's lies, there's deceit. And so it's on each of us to be aware, first of all, that this is going on. And then second of all, tune into how do you, what's your relationship with truth? What's your relationship with deceit? What's your relationship with love, which your relationship with fear. And we could extrapolate these further and give more examples of each of these. So the world today, you know, you turn on the news, certainly, you go on social media, certainly. I had someone recently ask me, Am I okay in Florida? I hear there's a food shortage. And I'm like, what? And it was just such an interesting, like, what are you talking about? I'm well fed, let me tell you. And they say that over half of the internet is bots and only a third of people know that it is, okay? And so that means I don't know what she saw on the food shortage that's happening in Florida that I haven't seen yet, but that she from a totally different state is seeing from social media. This is where discernment is so important. I've been very on and off of social. Uh, I feel great being here on podcasts talking to you, but I can have a very visceral experience with social media and what happens in my psyche and the way my thoughts process. And so I know people that are uber addicted to social that struggle with severe anxiety, potentially depression, go the route of medication, which they may feel is the best choice for them. Yet, are they able to look at the relationship with these industrial grade tools that are shifting the course of their psyche? This is said in a judgment-free zone. I've myself had gone that route of medication. I speak openly about this, where it made me feel suicidal. One time I got off of those really quickly and then just never quite right after that. And so everybody's on their own journey. And if you're paying attention to your body, to your system, how you're responding, it gives you answers. And why is this so important regarding the frequency of truth? Because it's easy to deceive our own self. And so if you're in the process of often deceiving yourself, and that gets normalized, and then you're being deceived by others, that can also be normalized. It's that same pattern. (laughs) And so, hey, I'm lying to myself, and I'm being lied to in the world, and I'm just going through the motions, you know, and I'm, I'm purposefully not having this connected to any specifics, because there's many ways that this can present. It doesn't have to just be uh, one certain issue. Often it's many things actually. And so the courage to be able to be honest with yourself and tune into your own truth frequency is takes courage. And I think that courage to be curious, to tune in, like I wanna celebrate you. Even if it's 0.00001% of yourself that has the ability to do that, why can it be hard to do that? Well, if the past of your past parts of your life have felt hard, right? It's like, I don't, I'm so tired, I'm so beaten down, I'm so burnt out, I'm so da da da, da XYZ. I don't have any left. And so I want to celebrate you for where you've had courage in your life in the past, where you have courage in your life right now. And, you know, perhaps the courage to be alive, right? When things feel like, oh my God, the world's ending, the courage to be alive. Like, hey, you're here right now, you're listening. You're choosing to listen to a podcast and improve a aspect of yourself. Maybe you've already had your light bulb moment and there's something that's resonating deeper with you. And then that choice to uh, tap into that more and more. And I heard this recently, A, B, C, D. The A, we could just say, uh, like, uh, and then we go, uh, birth choice and death, A, B, C. We're born, we have choices, we die. And there are some things that can feel out of your control yet you always have choice. And I'm here to remind you of that because if something is feeling particularly stuck, devastating, challenging, what's gonna happen? Remember this, remember the power of your choices in every now moment. And the power to choose to take a deep breath, to be present, to pay attention, to notice what's going on, right? Wow, there's choice in that. There's also choice in, there is choice, right? It can become an addiction. So let's say I'm addicted to my phone or addicted to social media. I think these are things that if you have a phone and social media, you can relate to. Coming back to that choice, hey, I have choice in this. And I love this. When you think about how many hours a day you have, how many minutes a day you have, how many seconds a day you have, and you feel that in every second you have a choice, even if that's just how you want to be, remember that and don't take that lightly because that is the gift of life. So this has all just been really on my mind. I see different things in the world. I aim here to be a space that wherever you're coming from, whatever past you're coming from and whatever future you're creating, that you can have something that resonates here. I know there's what feels like division at an all-time high. At my yoga teacher training back in 2015, I was first introduced to the idea of unity through diversity. And so how we are all different and how we all have commonalities. And that's this unity of the human race through our diversity, which we are all unique and all different. And yet we can all come together and all be curious and all try to understand. Doesn't mean that we're gonna see eye to eye, uh, but it does mean that we're all connected. Um, this happened years ago with social media, but I remember seeing pictures of influencers and I was just like, oh, wow, she's really fit. Da, 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 da. Like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, but that's right now. <laughs> that's one picture right now. And one thing that we don't see is like, how do all these different things play out over 30, 40, 50, 100 years, 20 years, right? A day. You're seeing a glimpse of something right now. And what you never know is how real that actually is, even in that moment of that photo, first of all, right? So hey, super fit, beautiful, da da, da da. But how are they really feeling in their inner space? That's that's a reality in that. And then how is that being extrapolated out over time? And that this is where I think there's this almost psychosis through some of these tools that I'm by no means like an expert on, but I'm a human that has awareness that pays attention. Uh right? The the impacts of what social media can do in this thought process of seeing something as it is, perhaps getting into jealousy or comparison because of where you are. And this is a tool that's really helped me out. And specifically, I use the influencer one because of my background in athletics, where it's like, I was growing up with all these super fit athletes, and then they stop sport. And then, you know, they may not be super fit anymore. And, I, I remember from that then seeing this happen in the influencer space online where it's like, you don't know if that person's driving themselves crazy because of the amount of time they're on social media and they feel like they're imprisoned to it and they feel performative and they don't know how and when to make it stop. Uh, the other thing I wanna add to this is like the, the cycle of objectification is one and then the other is consumption. And so, if you think about first on the consumption side, the ability for you to be a creator or a consumer, and I don't know what else to add. So, I just want to stick with that for right now consumption versus creation. There's a ratio. Like, we all consume things. I'm taking in air and I'm putting out air, and the air that I'm putting out is creating air for plants. And, like, we're in that harmonious cycle. That's Creating and consumption, there is a level of symbiosis in that, where if I'm creating, someone's consuming. If I'm consuming, someone's creating. But those percentages, and if you're consuming all the time or addicted to that consumption, you may be out of your own harmony and ask yourself, where can you create? So that's something that's been majorly percolating. I've talked about this before, but just want to come back to that. And then the objectification, right? It's like, um, yeah. I saw a funny video. I'm just going to share this. I'm going to dive into this lightly. (laughs) Um, it was like a video. It was a girl working out at a gym and a guy was watching her, like looked at her. And then the girl got super defensive and went up to the guy and was like, do you have a problem? Like what, what's your problem? And got really intense about it. And I'm imagining that maybe she's working out. She's not feeling safe. Um, And then she sees someone looking at her, maybe that felt unsafe, he actually worked there and is like, hey, if you're gonna create a problem, like you're gonna need to leave, I work here, like I'm not doing anything weird with you. And she was filming the whole thing. And I I just invite that, it's not who's right, who's wrong. It was really interesting to witness because she was filming herself working out and then filming herself having this issue. So I'm curious if there was any performance piece of that that was happening. Uh, which that's an interesting thread to to follow. Like, where am I performing in my life? Again, not good or bad, but just understanding like that performative nature. I I love talking to high performers. I love being a high performer. I love performing. There's a part of that. Like, I was in ballet. I was in acting. Like, that's just a part of me. Uh, but just noticing that, again. Then when that turns into validation, and then that validation, am I making myself an object in search for validation? And I think that the cycle of some of these social media tools, there is a performative nature to it. And then there is a objectification nature that I'm not certain are perpetuating the best ways to navigate humanness. Okay? So these are some big thoughts. These are some things that are on my mind. These are some things that I witnessed, that I observed, that I wanted to share with you. And uh, I had a situation months ago now where a prospective new client, uh, you know, reaches out to me for a session. And by the end of that, I'm being sent pornographic images. And I'm like, what is going on? And I felt disturbed. I reached out to the police. I did what I needed to do. But I also was like, man, this guy thinks that this is okay like this there's a blur here like I'm a real human I do have an online business I also go to a real-life grocery store uh, and so I, I would imagine he wouldn't be exposing himself to me like if I had a regular office and we were meeting face to face but just something about the way these technology tools operate make perhaps people feel like they could do things that they wouldn't otherwise do in real life. And so this integration of being digital, operating digitally, being able to say, reach a person all across the world, which is super cool, but there's elements to this that there, there is certainly a paradigm shift that, is definitely happening. So I hope that these are some gems for you, whatever you're exploring in your life today, let some things simmer. Uh, The the reason I harp so much on social media is I'm curious what it's taking from all of us. It could be enhancing things for you massively, but just pay attention to what it is also potentially taking from you and having that check. Like I'm right now, two months off of of Instagram, Cause I can tell when I get to this point where it's in my head too much and I feel extremely intuitive and tapped in and I don't like that. And I have not gotten to a place in my own relationship with these tools where it it feels net positive. It feels net negative. So I really honor that. And I, I, I think it's curious, you know? And so you being in your own relationship with these tools with your connection to them, starting to notice right awareness and noticing is the first step in any of this of any change like noticing what you would even want to change so noticing hey does my relationship with social like affect me negatively you just have to notice that you would have to pay attention to even know if that's even real and you know that the television back in the day i was like oh my gosh they're brainwashing us with the television And you know you can slip into a hypnotic space. There's actual science for the different levels of the brainwave function that you can be in. You don't just downsize the size of a TV to a three by six device and that same mechanism stops happening. And so are you actually in a level of hypnosis that you're not in your present awareness that you're consuming all this information, ideas that may or may not be a part of your program that you would desire them to be, and that's going full circle. This is where that choice comes in. So as always, starting with noticing, starting with awareness, and then taking that ownership, that responsibility to choice, And why do I harp on this being industrial grade? I imagine that some of these technologies are made by people that are smarter than a lot of us people. Okay. I I know I couldn't make them all. Um, Yeah. Like I'm just being straight up about that. So industrial grade, it's like, this is professional level tools. These are tools that can do things that you may not fully even understand. And, uh, I'm reminded of this by just some of the studies and the stats come out, especially about our younger counterparts, right? 18-year-olds, teenagers that can really be struggling with different issues in their life. And I'm curious how much of that is an effect of, of these tools. So we have them, we live with them. Can you cultivate a conscious relationship with them? Can you be attuned to your principles, your vision, your values, your mission, your life purpose in a way that these can enhance all those things versus detract them? That's what I'm very curious about and want to invite you to explore within yourself. So we talked about a lot today. Uh, These are all things on my heart and mind. Wanted to share, uh, like, subscribe, share, do all the things. I'd love to hear what's on your mind. I do check social. So if you reach out to me on any channels, I do check them. It's just not an immediate turnaround. And until my team is at a place where that's possible, just working with what I got. So the, the, the journey of entrepreneurship, which you've also heard me talk about. All right. Many blessings to you on the journey. And I will see you on the on the next Lila life show. Take care. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Please like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, give the review. And always, if you have feedback, we want to hear. Team at leelalife.co. Feel free to email us and follow us on social. You can reach us there. Sending you blessings as always. Much love.